1: Welcome back to America's Heroes Group. We have the roundtable. Next session, we're going to talk about She Serves, She Matters with our partner, She Voices, Coalition Sister Soldier. July is American Diabetes and National Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. Today is Saturday, July 9th, 2022. You just heard our our host during the break, Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Claiborne, the co-host. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. We have our partner Wanda Petty. She's a U.S. Army veteran and president and CEO of SheVet. She inspires, and also, aka, she is Sister Soldier. How are you doing? Hey, hey, Sean. How are you? I'm doing well. That's good to hear. And also, you brought us a panelist today is Fannie Minute. She's a U.S. Army veteran and a radio and TV producer and a retired educator. Now, tell us about whoever wants to start first. What do you mean by, it's not about reinventing yourself, but starting new patterns, new patterns or behaviors, I guess. What is this all about?
0: Okay, this is what it's all about. Oftentimes, especially veterans uh, and people that's in in the community, the veterans community, we um, reinvent ourselves uh, and oftentimes we reinvent ourselves without even knowing that's what we're doing. We're shifting from one job to the next, we're shifting And even people on the outside shift from one thing to the next. One day you're, I'll say, a radio announcer. Then then you're working for the VA. And then now you're an entrepreneur in something else, constantly reinventing yourself. And so when we reinvent ourselves, we do not, many people do not shift their patterns. And so when they go into the new thing with the old patterns, they still come up with the same results. So reinventing yourself, it, it, uh, reinventing yourself is not what the what the issue is. It's the patterns that we have, and that's why we have some people uh, in their thirties, their forties, and they're still going through the same thing. They reach sixty-seven, and they're going through the same things because they still have the same patterns.
1: Wow. And I think you're talking on something really, really serious and on a really, really touchy subject because reality is, I always believe this. When you look at the great people in, in pop culture, anywhere from Michael Jackson to Madonna to Prince, whoever. I mean, I'm talking about musical artists, but even sports athletes. I mean, Shannon Sharp, he went from being a all, all, Amer- all pro football player to being a, a probably a Hall of Fame sports announcer. You have to mm-hmm. keep reinventing yourself in order to stay relevant. You have to keep reinventing yourself typically to be successful. Facebook, changed from Facebook to metaverse or or meta, whatever that's supposed to be. Right. So now what do we do to, because we can want to do something different in our lives, but what's the steps in order to start doing that?
0: First of all, the first thing, and and I'm an author, I didn't mention that in my bio, but I I actually have this book coming out. Uh, This is the title of my book. And the first thing I say, I have nine timeless secrets to help people come out of a pandemic rut, feel free to retire and fire, fire your job. But the first thing you want to do when you before you reinvent yourself is to empty your carry-on bags. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of things that we uh, go through in life, the imposter syndrome. Some people go through that imposter syndrome when they starting. They start to reinvent themselves, but then shun. Uh, it's Sean, right? Yes. Uh, so they start to reinvent themselves, but they still have those little voices in their head saying they're not good enough to do whatever it is they're doing. Um, they they stuck. They still stuck in the – somebody will come along and say, well, you used to do this. Now they're doing something different, but that you used to get stuck in your head. You ever had someone you meet uh, – Back in the someone that you went to school with, and you did certain things, and now you're doing the, the radio thing, and they say, "Oh, you 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 used to do this. I never thought you would do this." Uh, and so we have that used to all these things that pop up before while we're reinventing ourselves, or uh, in the process, we have all those things that start going in our heads, circling around in our heads. And you mentioned uh, a lot of celebrities, a lot of different people. That was reinventing themselves, but if you look at some of their lives, they never let go of some of the old patterns. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, they made the millions and some billions, but they still have those issues because they never emptied their, their carry on bag. They didn't completely empty that carry on bag. And you have to make sure that you empty those things. You're unforgiven. Who, who you still have something against? Uh, we have to forgive people. And so when I'm coaching people, that's the first thing I start talking to them about, and that is what do you have inside of you that you keep carrying with you to the next thing and the next thing that's causing you to have the same issues, the same problems, do business the same way. Because a lot of people say um, do business smart, you know. Don't work hard, but work smart. But really it's work. You want to work hard and work right. Mm -hmm. Because you can be, you can think you're doing something smart, but you're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. And so you're still using that same pattern, and you keep getting the same results, same
1: results. Wow. So then why, how do you break the habits then? How do you go back and say, okay, now I'm trying to do this? Because oftentimes you might see something that you want to, to accomplish. You see a new path. And oftentimes it's not something that you really asked for. It could be something that you may have had to do. Maybe like an old career ended, and we talk about a lot of times veterans coming out of the military, making that transition psychologically from being a soldier to now being a civilian once again. And um, if you've never been in the military, it's something a lot of people can't really relate to, but it's probably one of the hardest transitions to make in life is trying to go back from being a soldier to going back to being a civilian. Even if Mm -hmm. you've been in the military for a short period of time, it's it's one of the hardest transitions to make.
0: Well, it is one of the hardest transitions and the first the first thing anybody have to do is identify uh what may or may be holding them back during the transition. I'll use me as an example. Uh when I trans my husband is was, is veteran as well. He was in for 29 years. I wasn't in that many years. But when I got out of the military, I did not know that I was having issues internally. With my transition, mm-hmm. I was a soldier doing what I needed to do, and I loved it, shooting guns, training for war. Then I get out, and I couldn't even go to the commissary without an idea showing that I, was, um, I belonged in there. I was a spouse. And so that was a hard transition for me. But I didn't identify. The first thing you have to do is identify what's going on in your life. I'm a woman of faith. I teach faith and, and, you know, preach faith, do that kind of thing. But if I didn't identify, and I had to write about it before I even identified, what is it? Why am I feeling this way? I'm transitioning, but why am I feeling this way? My feelings came from, okay, I'm here I am, a soldier with certain benefits, going wherever I want to go, doing whatever I want to do. Now, all of a sudden, I can't do anything without permission. And when I say without permission, meaning I had to show that I was a part of the military some way, somehow.
1: And that's, for a second, that's one of the hardest things that, that I think, particularly people that aren't, who work in the military, like the commissaries and the PXs of the, uh, around the world and stuff like that, that don't understand if they're not aware of themselves. I remember my experience when I was, when I got out of the, uh, the Guard, I, had, I still have my Guard ID and mm-hmm. I, would, I went to the px over in great lakes and the the lady uh, i just got i mean i literally just got discharged she like basically uh, took my card she wanted to verify that i was a, a, a soldier but so she and she mm-hmm. actually she confiscated my veterans my uh my uh military id yeah which was to me it was something that was like something i mean personal That was like you know that was that now was that was irritated and mad and almost had a mm-hmm. moment but i realized you know I had to keep my military bearings, and I just you know, walk and, you know, I went online and did the shopping. I didn't go to that store; I just did, mm-hmm. it, on the, I just did it on the internet. Stud. So. so,
0: so you have to identify your feelings. You have to identify where you are mentally uh, concerning your transition, transition out of military, or transition retiring, whatever whatever it is you're doing before you reinvent it. And so, you have to identify your feelings with that. And that's why I say empty your carry on bags. Uh, because it's 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 a lot going on mentally. It's a lot going on from the heart when you're transitioning into anything that's new. But if you don't know it, you say the question was: What's the first thing you do? The first thing you do is in a, identify your mental state concerning a transition, any kind of transition.
1: Hmm. And then what are some of the things that, we, that you might want to hold on to? Because because uh, you don't want to. You, you, in some ways you can't leave. The the entire history behind you because you learned a lot of skills and a lot of life lessons through those experiences. So how do you how do you separate the stuff that you want to keep? I remember I had an uncle used to tell me there's certain things you want to listen. Somebody's telling you something. There's certain things you want to keep and hold on to. Certain things you want to throw in the trash. So how do you make that (laughs) distinction between what you keep and what you throw away?
0: What is it you can use? What is it that you use that you can that you um, that will help you transition? In other words, you don't empty your memories. You have memories of different things that you've done, and you definitely don't empty your skills, your job set, because soldiers do so many different things. And even if you stay on a job that has nothing to do with the military, you learn so many skills, so you definitely don't empty your skills. You take those skills with you, but there's those other things that you really have to get rid of before you can land into that reinvented space so you don't empty your skills you don't empty your memories unless you know well you can't empty memories but you don't take those memories with you that keep hold you back for instance if you had some issues there are some soldiers uh, didn't did not leave the military on honor, honorably and so you want to take those skills that you use that were good but not take those things that cause you to have a dishonorable discharge does that make sense? yeah, so make sense. Take those things that you can use that benefit you, but you don't take those things that's gonna hold you back or have you in the same space
1: mm. Wow, that's pretty I think that's pretty powerful to mention that. So to keeping those keeping the things that that are really helpful to help you help make you who you are, the positive things that you are, but but then at the same time, trying to acquire those new skills that are helping you get to where you want to go to.
0: Yes. To and and dimension. then you want to take this might sound kind of contradicting but you do want to take the lessons you learned from the things that held you back. Cuz there's a lesson that you do good or bad. Mm-hmm. All things work for the good for those who love God according to his purpose. I truly believe that. You want to take those you want to take your learning What you learned?
1: You dropped out for one second. Can I repeat what you just said? You dropped out for just a couple of seconds.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. You want to take those things. Although things happen uh, bad for you, or it might not, it was challenging. I'll say challenging, and not so much bad. But you want to take your learning lessons with you. Not necessarily the thing that holds you back or keep you stagnant, but take those learning lessons with you because you learn something from everything that happens in your life. What is good or bad?
1: So, what? So, you could, so, in your life experiences, what were some of the challenges when you tried to reinvent yourself? Now, what were the challenges that you faced, and how did you overcome those personally?
0: Well, once I identified that the challenges that that had me kind of stuck, what I did was had to go back and say, "Okay, write. I write. I write down everything that works, everything that don't work. What is it I could possibly do to?" To help me move forward, and so if I write down the, the pros and the cons is what we call it, and so I write down, I'll take for instance, this is not working for me. I'm always feeling a certain way, and so I had to find out why why I'm feeling this certain way, and then how do I how do I help myself? Or I'm doing this, but it's not working. I'm in business, I'm in a business, but it's not working. What's going on here? Well, I had to make sure that I got a professional coach. Now I'm coaching people, but I had to get a professional coach, Um, and that worked. When you only know you've reached a certain limit in knowledge and in skills and it's still not working, then you might need to go elevate yourself by getting someone that know more than you, Hmm. you you know, a coach or a mentor, or, or even if you can't afford a coach or a mentor, at least start studying someone who have achieved what it is you're going after.
1: Now how do that's one question I wanted to ask, you. how do you uh how do you find and acquire a mentor? Like in my life I really can say that I can't I don't know if I've really had any real true mentors. It might sound mm-hmm. ironic. But I mean a lot of men, particularly black men, will say that they have that they you know, kinda had to figure it out on their own. Mhm.
0: And that's why so many people end up uh not in a position where they really really would have been if they would have. Uh, so how do you find them? So you watch people, or you read books. Myself, I'm, I'll take sister for an example. Um, she introduced me to a Napoleon Hill book, and so the, the name of the book. And can I do? Can I say the name of the book? Oh yeah, go ahead. Okay, so sister introduced to me introduced me to the Law of Success, uh, the Napoleon Hill book, and it's a book with a whole so many people who have achieved and accomplished. Uh, lifetime goals, and so when you take and you start reading about the Henry Fords and you read about the Jane Malacheks, or uh, uh, one of the secret millionaires, or uh, 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 Canfield who sold six hundred million copies of Chicken Soup for the Soul. When you start reading about those people, you don't just read their stories; you read how they got to the, the point that they are at. How did they move into the positions they in? How do they handle people? How do they handle business? Where were they before they reached a certain goal? So you read about those. If you don't hire a coach or a mentor, then you read about people who's where you want to be. And then we all—you say you don't have a mentor, you don't have—but we all watch somebody or observe somebody. There is someone that uh, that observe you or listen to you all the time, whether you're on radio or not. That person is picking up your character. They're picking up how you do things, when you do things, how you speak. They're picking up all those things. So you're really mentoring them from a distance and don't even know it. So we all have someone that we mimic or someone that we do things the way they do it. My husband admired his dad Is gone,ly gone and deceased, but my husband admired his dad, and he did what his dad never said he was a mentor. I don't even think my husband ever said my his dad was a mentor. But he, I met his dad, I you know, a part of the family, but he do a lot of things as far as business, how he run his money and stuff, how his dad did it. So we all have someone we observe in life uh, that we pick up some skill or we pick up some way of doing life.
1: So you're definitely from of a mentor is not necessarily somebody that kind of wraps your arm around you and says, "Hey, this is how I do it. This is what might work for you." We have like mm-hmm. a relationship with, but it can also be someone who you can read about or someone you just observe, so somebody you can see from a distance. So like a yes. role so basically like a role model and it could be mm-hmm. a, more like yes. A
0: mentor. yes, because you're going to reach a certain point in your life and cap off. You only know so much and then there's there's you don't even know that you don't know certain things. That's why I say it's good to have a coach mm-hmm. or a mentor at some points or a study other people because you don't know what you don't know. Sometimes mm-hmm. you think you do, but then you're sitting back and you're like, "Well, wait a minute. Why doesn't this, this thing haven't reached a certain level? Why this? Why this is not moving? Because you're capped off. You only know what you know, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why it's good to connect with uh, different people and have those conversations with them and study different things. Study what it is you're trying to do. And you'll learn you will learn there is nobody on this earth that know everything about what they're doing, but when you study other people or you talk to other people that's in the same field you in and, they, and you always want somebody in your circle that know more than you, and so you because you you'll learn that hey, wait a minute, I didn't even know i didn't didn't know that
1: and I can say I've had plenty of role models in my life, definitely that's definitely something that's helped me. I've, but mm-hmm. how do we, as people, one thing I, I, I feel that is still necessary is to have that human connection. We're talking about in the media nowadays about gun violence. We're talking about how, and the, I heard, talked, listened to a couple of announcers, a couple of uh, uh, well-known people. David Brooks was one of the one of them on PBS, and he was talking about how. The country, from what he observed, seems to be getting disconnected. We're not Our violence level, especially with gun violence in this country, just over 4th of July weekend we had two major shootings. We had a mm-hmm. mass shooting in Highland Park here in, in uh, Illinois, and we also had a lot of gun violence in downtown Chicago. But so the, but one of the things that that seems to be a problem in our country that doesn't resonate in other countries is that other countries seem to be doing a better job than keeping this under control. As He pointed to the fact that that social connection, the fact mm-hmm. that when you're when you feel connected to people around you, a community, people that you can reach out and ask questions, people that you can observe, and like you like you talked about mentors, people that actually care about you that can give you advice, that that helps you a lot. It goes a very long way in in, in keeping your mental health positive. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yes. And it's it's really important that when you say mental health and mental and physical health is what I've, what I've written about the mental and the physical health we've gotten to, to um, we want to be driven and making money and driven in our business doing right but we have gotten to a point where we don't have kingdom connections anymore we have mem- membership connections mm-hmm. and what I mean by membership connections you don't really connect when you go into something and, and you're going in a solely to network to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. I don't want relationships anymore, Sean, where it's only a membership connection. When the when the membership is over, you're done with me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't want those kind of connections anymore. And that's what has happened in this in, in our society. People are connecting with people for a uh, for a motive, agenda, mm-hmm. to get to the next level, just so driven to get to the next level. And and you've seen it before. I'm sure you've seen it before. And I know, sister, have where you're going in and you're networking and you're passing out cards and you're doing this, but you never even think about, well, what's going on in that person's life outside? Mm-hmm. Do they have grandchildren? You know, how many grandchildren they might have? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it they like outside of this business? What is it turn them on other than, Making money, so we we have these membership connections now, and, and that doesn't work in any society. We have to connect relationships where we actually care. I don't have to get to be your best friend, but I need to care when I connect with you. I have to care about you in some way, somehow. I'm on your show now, and I and, and I'm saying Sean, but I don't want to hang up the phone and never even go back and listen to nothing else you said. Or uh, try looking look you up and say, Okay, what is this outside of business with this person? Mm-hmm. Uh and so it's like well like I mentioned the book with um that sister and I was, was uh studying. Um that's a that's a different kind of relationship than a membership connection.
1: You said a uh, mouthful, that's a great way to end it. So Miss Wanda Petty, thank you again, sister soldier. You brought us a great Hey, podcast. you are welcome. Fanny Minute. U.S. Army veteran, radio and TV producer, and retired educator, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back.
0: Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit
1: AmericasHG.org.